Welcome to the Shea Speaks podcast, where together we're going to break the chains. We're going to shatter all of those glass ceilings, and we're going to overcome the obstacles that stand between you and the life that God has called you to live. No longer will you say why you can't rise to the next level of you. I don't know about you, but I love me some girl talk. And if you do, pull up a seat and let's get to it. Hello, my friends. Gosh, it feels so good to be back in my routine, back to scheduled programming, hanging out with you guys and just chatting. I, gosh, a couple months ago, I remember recording my podcast, um, talking about planning out your new year and game planning what, you know, the end of your year looks like and making sure you're setting yourself up for success. And then little did I know that my life was going to turn into a tornado inside a hurricane upside down in a dumpster in a matter of like a couple weeks after my last episode that I did upload. And so I thought, you know, I last episode, I did it with Payson, my fiance, and we talked about our relationship, how we met, all the things. And I feel like I just need to catch you guys up on what's going on in my life and how I'm handling life right now and relate to you guys because I genuinely feel, and I've talked about this so many times, but when I go through hard times, And when you go through hard times, there is positive that comes out of all of it. And a lot of times in the moment, you can't see that. And as I'm kind of like walking on the outside of it, it's like the calmness on the outside of the storm that I'm kind of realizing a different perspective. I'm seeing things differently. I'm looking back and reflecting on what the last 90 days have looked like and how they've impacted me. And so let me kind of walk you through (laughs) what has happened since we last chatted. So let's go back to about November. So November, I was, you know, still recording podcasts. I was still going through my everyday life. But the thing was, is I was literally just walking through life. I was extremely comfortable. I was feeling super complacent. I was struggling day in and day out on what I was going to be doing. I just felt like I was literally walking through my life like a zombie. I felt very unaligned. I started to feel aligned with my job. And it wasn't that I started in November. It was really about a year long process of me just feeling frustrated, feeling a tug on my heart that I needed to do something different. And I was avoiding it. I was trying to act like I didn't feel the nudge. I was praying every single day, asking for confirmation that I was supposed to stay where I was staying. And I have talked to you guys about this so many times, especially when it came to relationships and the conversation that we've had about that of when you're praying for a sign, most of the time that is your sign. (laughs) If you're having to pray for the Lord to reveal to you, if the relationship's a good one for you to be in, if where you're at in your career, if this is where you're supposed to be, if you're asking the Lord for it, chances are it's because you're feeling discernment about your situation and starting to feel like it's not for you. And so I started to begin to pray that every single day. And I just started to really open my eyes and realize like, Shay, you're doing this again. Like you're doing this again. This is is not how it should feel. If you are in alignment and you are walking in what God has called you to, you don't question it. You know. And I just knew that where I was at in my career was not where I wanted to be. And I felt like I had honestly outgrown what I was doing and where I was in life, honestly. And so I tried to avoid it. I tried to not think about it. I tried to just keep digging my heels in because I'm hardworking and I'm committed and I'm extremely loyal, but I'm very loyal to a fault. And I've been loyal a lot of moments in my life for far too long than I should have. And I ended up burning myself out, making the wrong decisions, you know, stepping away from who I was as a person to remain where I was. And so I decided to resign from my business that I had built for six years. And it was 
the hardest decision that I've literally ever made in my entire life. I feel like hardest decision I've ever made in my entire life does not even put it into words. Like it doesn't, there's no way to fit those emotions into a box. I officially resigned December 15th of last year and it was the scariest thing I've ever done, the most emotional thing I've ever done. I grew up in my last company. I accomplished everything that I had accomplished. I built my career there. I stepped into who I am today. Every bit of the knowledge that I've that I've gained and the relationships and the friendships and the financial stability and just the freedom that I've had, I built in my career there. And so walking away was scary because it's so much unknown. I had become so comfortable. I'd become so complacent and it's just the fear of letting go of all I'd ever known to step into something completely different and hoping that it was the right decision for me. Um, and when you make a decision of that magnitude, it's difficult in itself, but making a decision of that magnitude on a platform of people that have watched me do that and build that and, and have seen me grow up in this and just the opinions of others and what people are going to think and how it was going to look on me and the pressure of it, it was just so much you guys I probably cried every single day for months on end I made myself sick I don't think I got off my couch for weeks I lost a lot of friends and I realized how many of my friendships I thought were going to be lifelong but were actually truly just conditional friendships I walked through some of the hardest emotions and emotions that I've truly never felt before. I had things said about me I never imagined would be said about me. I had friends flip on me in ways I never thought over a career. Normally when you change jobs, you get like cards and flowers and like a send away party. And I got totally opposite of that. And so that's probably another story for another day if I ever even decided to dive into it. But I walked away and I resigned and I'll never forget the phone call. I'll never forget the emotion of that. And I still honestly am grieving it. And it still makes me really emotional to talk about it. Seriously, like I tried so hard to keep it together that whole time. But it's really hard to walk away from a career, even if it's where you're not called anymore. Even if you know in your heart that that is not where you're meant to be, it doesn't make it any easier. I loved my job. I loved the people I got to work with. I loved the opportunity that it gave me because it changed my life and I have nothing but gratitude and love for it. But gosh, it's been hard and I do still grieve it. And I, I know that a lot of you guys can relate because nobody really ever stays at the same job forever. And just because there's things that you don't love about it doesn't change the way that it impacted your, your life and the way that you love it. And so I resigned and I started a new career in the same industry and I'm loving it. It's been so much fun. I just, I, I prayed specifically for growth the entire year last year and I'm there. I am in that moment of growth and I'm thankful for it. It's been difficult because learning something new and unlearning things that I've known for so long and stepping into something new, nobody likes to be the new kid. So I jumped into this new job, made that transition, um, which transitions are never easy. Change isn't easy. Being new isn't fun. Like it's just a lot of stretching and growing and unknown and new fears and excitement. And it's just like, gosh, I can't even explain to you how many emotions I walked through just in the month of December. Like December was probably the most transitional life changing month I've ever experienced in my 24 years of life. And those of you that have made a transition into a new career, I know that you're like, yep, I understand. Like it's just a lot. 
And here I am thinking that's going to be the only hard transitional thing I'm going through. Like I'm, I'm learning, I'm walking through it. I'm trying to take each day by day. Thank the Lord for Payson, my fiance, for being there for me and for my friends being there for me and my family. Like I had people dropping off food, coming by to check on me, to hang out with me, to support me, calling me, texting me, FaceTiming me. Um, I, I seeked so much wise counsel in that season of my life, just phone calls and asking questions and learning. And it was just, it was a lot. I'm going to be really honest with you. I walked through some very high highs and some extremely low lows. And then about three weeks into my new business, not even three weeks, to be honest with you, uh, this process was kind of drawn out. So um, it was the day after Christmas, I got a phone call from my sister and y'all are going to have to bear with me as I walk through this, but I truly believe that the Lord did not bring me through and call me through all the things he's called me through in my life to be quiet about them and to not serve with my story. I believe there's power in sharing your story and, you know, being vulnerable through the process of walking through these things. And I never mind being vulnerable. I love being able to help you guys because of the conversations I've had with many of you, but it doesn't make it any easier to be vulnerable at all. So I get a call the day after Christmas from my sister and uh, she was telling me that my mom was in the ICU. So if you're new here, my mom is... I don't even know where to start. My relationship with my mom is very rocky and has been rocky most of my life. Uh, my mom was addicted to alcohol and it really shaped the majority of my childhood. And I have a lot of episodes about this specifically where I've kind of opened up about this if you want to go back and listen to those. But I got the call that my mom was in ICU and this was no new phone call. My mom had been hospitalized quite a few times, especially recently within the last you know five years for her alcohol addiction. And this call was just like any of the other ones. And honestly, the conversations that me and my siblings had was, you know, she's going to get better. And we were talking about plans on helping her get into rehab and helping her really just take a, make a change because these hospital visits were getting more and more and more frequent. And we were getting more and more concerned for her and her health. And we were discussing like what her plans were going to be when she got out of the hospital and all of these things. And before we knew it, um, day one turned into day eight. And every day we were waiting on her to wake up. And every day that we would call the hospital, my mom was multiple states away. Um, and we were asking, you know, is it like, do we need to come up there? And, you know, every day you could hear more and more concern in the doctor's voice when they would call us with the fact that my mom was not waking up from being intubated. So it was on day eight that we booked a flight and flew where my mom was at the time at the hospital. Me and my sister and my oldest sister and my oldest brother, there's four of us that my mom has. We met at the hospital and there's truly nothing that can prepare you for seeing someone you love so much in such a terrible condition. It was like reality smacked me in the face harder than reality has ever hit. And it honestly put so much into perspective. And I'll say that that's one of the biggest things that I learned through this process was here I was thinking my world was over, that I was parting from a company I'd been with for six years and I was learning something new and I was jumping into a new opportunity. And little did I know that real life was going to happen. Real life was going to hit. And that moment was walking into that hospital room in the ICU unit and seeing my mom in the condition that she was in. And I just, 
I, I looked at her and I just couldn't believe that my biggest fear that I had always feared that I knew one day was coming, just always prayed wouldn't come, was there. And I was staring addiction in the face. I was looking at what it looks like, what the consequences of our actions are. And if you don't know this about me, I don't drink. I never have. I've always just avoided it like the plague. If we're being honest, when you when you are around someone with an addiction, it just really opens your eyes to things. And I've just, I've avoided it. I've never been interested in it. I've been afraid of it. I've been fearful. I have just never, never wanted to be a part of that environment, what it brings along. I've never partied. I've never, I've never been that kind of person because I was raised by somebody who I knew exactly what it could do to your life if you took it too far. And so over the next couple of days after that day, life was really hard. We spent every second in that hotel room or in that hospital room for a few days until the doctor really came in and just told us that there was just nothing else that they could do. And so on January 6th, we took our mom off of life support. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And the next day was her birthday, January 7th. And my mom passed away that morning. She waited for all of us to come back to her room. We had gone home. We'd stayed in her room super late and we went to sleep and got back to her hotel room. Or I keep saying hotel. Gosh, got back to her hospital room that next morning at about 11 a.m. And within a matter of 15 to 20 minutes, she left her earthly home and went to her heavenly home. And so after that, I just, I didn't really have anything to offer. I didn't have anything to pour into this microphone. I didn't have anything to have conversations over and to talk about. And I didn't have anything of value to pour into people. Um, and I still feel like I don't, but what I do have is just lessons that I've learned through this whole process. And I've been so vulnerable through this and I've shared it on my Instagram story. And I've talked about the hard days that I've had a couple days ago. I I was that person crying on my stories, but I just think it's so important to share those days because so many people relate to losing a parent and far more people unfortunately relate to losing a parent to the situation that I did. Um, whether that's addiction or the consequences of their actions or whatever the case may be and just seeing how many people relate to it just shows me why it's so important to share our story because there's so many people out there silently struggling and just the simple fact of not knowing that you're alone um, and not feeling alone in those emotions and feelings, there's just something so healing about it. But I'll say that something I realized is that life is just so not as big of a deal, like things that we think are such a big deal or just not. They're they're not. <laughs> and I realized that so much when I was sitting in that hospital room. I mean, I just feel like my whole life smacked me in the face and those, you know, three, four days that we were there of just nothing matters. Like your job doesn't matter. Your career doesn't matter. Like just doing things that make you happy, that bring value to your life, that, that, you know, when you're walking in alignment to what the Lord has called you to, like that is truly what matters in life. Because a couple weeks before that, I was bawling my eyes out every single day about what was going to happen, walking away from something that I had built for so long to start over. And what if it didn't work? And what if it does? And money and finances and uh, friendships and conditional relationships and all these things that I was so worried about just sitting in that room and looking at my mom just 
made me realize that that stuff just doesn't matter. Being happy matters and get, going to counseling and walking through your trauma and making sure that you do the things that you want to do and that you're in the relationships you want to be in and that your friendships add value to your life. You know what I mean? Like it's just so many things just don't matter that we think matter and we get so caught up in the in the things that society tells us are important and we get so caught up in, in money and things that just can change in a matter of a second. And something that I've also been walking through and just realizing is a lot of the things that you're holding on to that you're mad about that you're grudgingly, you know, carrying through life also don't really matter. You know, something that was so huge is when my mom was alive, I spent most of her life angry at her and resentful towards her and frustrated and every horrible emotion that you could feel. And what most people don't know is I had not talked to my mom for three years. I had actually blocked her, her number. I blocked her on social media and I don't regret that. It's not something that I, I regret, but it doesn't make the situation any easier. I've talked about toxic relationships and cutting off parents. I have podcast episodes over that as well. I had said and spoke my piece. I had said all the things that I wanted to say. And the last thing that I had ever told my mom was that if she was willing to get help and she was willing to make a change in her life, I wanted to be a part of her life. But until then, I had to protect myself. I had to do what was best for me and for my future and for the things that I wanted to do in my life because I just couldn't continue to hurt myself every single day in the process. My mom was sick. My mom had a disease. I think that alcoholism or drug addiction or any kind of addiction starts out as a choice. I do. You choose to drink. You choose to do drugs. You choose whatever it is that you're addicted to or whatever that decision is that you make, whether it's yes or no, that's a choice until it becomes a disease. And it was a disease. And if my mom was willing to get help, then I was willing to be in her life. But until that day, I just could not continue to be hurt every single day in the process. I had high expectations and those expectations were always let down. And as much as it sucks that the last three years I didn't get to, I didn't get to spend with my mom and I didn't get to make memories with her. And it was the last moments. And if I would have known those were the last moments, I don't necessarily know that anything would be different. But what I do know is that I think it's important that you have those boundaries. And I think it's important that you have those expectations. But I'll tell you that I just, my heart just feels different. I more so feel sad for her and for the things that she's missing out on. And now, gosh, planning a wedding has been so hard just with the thought of not having my mom there. I'd always imagined if she would get better by the time I did get married and have children and, you know, walk through the most important life, you know, opportunities and events and things that happen with growing up. And I always wondered if she would be there and just knowing now that it's like not a possibility at all. It's just a very real thing. And I just, I, I went through it. <laughs> To say the least, um, it was a lot of transition, a lot of very, very big transitions in such a short amount of time. And it was a lot to handle, a lot of emotions, a lot of struggling, a lot of crying, a lot of being very, very angry, but also a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, a lot of really good things did happen. They just coincided and happened alongside some really, really hard real life things. And the whole point in me sharing all of this with you guys is just to tell you that like you're going to go through it. Life is going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And as hard as it's all been, I don't know how I would have done it without my faith. I think that the only thing that has really pulled me through is just knowing that the Lord has a higher plan for me and knowing that there's nothing that 
I can't handle with him. I'm not strong enough to do this stuff on my own. And I know that I don't really believe in the whole God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And he gives his toughest battles to his toughest soldiers. I don't believe that at all. I think that he gives those battles to us and allows us to walk through those things to show us how much we do really need him and how much I really can't live my life without him. He just has brought me through the darkest of the days in these last, you know, few months. He's shown me that that he can get me through anything, that I can depend on him. I've prayed more than I've ever prayed. I've asked for strength. I've prayed for clarity. I've prayed for peace. I've prayed for understanding. And I believe that it truly did bring me closer to him and knowing that he does have me and he does have my heart. And that's all that you can do. And I think that oftentimes we try to navigate and walk through the hardest times in our life and expect to do it on our own and wonder why it feels so much worse and why nothing's changing and why the, you know, the enemy isolates us so much in those moments. And I could have let the enemy win. I could have, you know, felt all these different emotions and looked at it in such a different perspective and let the enemy get into my head and isolate me and make me think these things that weren't true and truly ruin the good po- good points and moments that happened in those months, but I didn't allow it. I focused on the Lord. I focused on spending time with him and in the word. I focused on praying. I focused on you know, seeing the good in all things. There's good in each day, whether we choose to see it or not, there always is. And one thing I'll say is when I was in the hospital room with my mom, I prayed with her and I sat by her bedside and I told her all the things that I wanted to tell her and all the things that I had prayed for her. And I literally was telling my friends that if she could get to heaven based on the prayers that I prayed, she would be there a hundred percent just based off of that because I just told her that I wish that she could have seen what we saw in her. And I prayed so much that the Lord would open her eyes and open her heart to the joy that's here on earth and that he could fix her and he could save her. And that wasn't in her plan and I have to be okay with that. But what I do know is that if you're walking through something really hard and you're walking through a transition, whether that's a career change or recent heartbreak or losing a parent or losing someone close to you in your life, there's no, there's nothing that I can tell you that's going to heal your heart. There's no words I can say. I can't tell you it's going to get easier because I don't know that it will. I can't tell you that time heals all because I don't think I believe in that either. I can't tell you that it's going to be easy or that it's not going to get harder than it is right now. But what I can tell you is that if you lean on the Lord and you trust in the fact that he does have you all the time and that he does protect you. And oftentimes in the moment, it doesn't feel like protection. It doesn't feel like love. It doesn't feel like what we want it to feel like, but there's just so much that comes out of it. There's so many lessons that I've learned. There's so many things that I wouldn't have felt beforehand. Like I said, I felt so much resentment and so much frustration. And now on the other side, I still have it, but it just doesn't bear as much weight. I feel like I I realize more things and I'm seeing things in such a different light. I feel like I'm looking at the bigger picture of my childhood so much more and the reason my mom did things that she did and so many things that we went through that I just look at so differently. And I want you to know that there is another side it's going to get better because I know that there's going to be so many lessons you learn. There's going to be a different version of yourself. I feel like I've grown so much and it's wild that I prayed for growth. It's almost scary. It's kind of like when you pray for patience and the Lord stops you at every single red light. (laughs) 
I've always been afraid to pray for patience because of the opportunities that the Lord would put me through in order to teach me that. And I did that with growth. And he said, here you go. But I do think that I've grown so much and I've learned so much and that there was so much purpose in the pain that I've experienced. And I know that there's going to be purpose in your pain. If you would have told me that though, when I was going through it, I probably would have smacked somebody in the face and said, (laughs) I don't need any of your positivity, but it's been a slow walk. And every day I wake up a little bit more grateful, a little bit more, um, I have a little bit more understanding, I have a little bit more clarity. I have a little less frustration and a little less resentment, but it's definitely been a day-to-day process. And I always want to be vulnerable with you guys and share my heart and talk about the struggles and talk about the real life reality that sometimes we often think isn't really true based on social media or based on what we think about other people's lives. But everybody goes through life. Everybody's going to go through loss. Everybody's going to go through heartache and heartbreak and frustration and loss of family and loss of friends and death and all the things like it's just inevitable it's just it's just life but I think that it all depends on how you look at it and I don't know how I would have got through it without the Lord and so I wanted to update you guys on my life um, and be able to just say it all so that I can start with a fresh clean slate and just start from here because like I said on my last episode you make a plan and you hear God laughing and I thought that my end of 2022 beginning of 2023 was going to look a lot different and it turned out to be the hardest section season of my life that I've ever walked through but I know that it's not the first time it's going to happen and it's not the last time it's going to happen, but I think you get more and more equipped the more that you walk through. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you and you're not alone and everybody walks through it. And I hope that this episode brought you some form of peace and understanding and some kind of clarity as you walk through these things. Um, And I hope that you guys are doing okay. And I'm thinking about all of you and I'm praying about all of you and for you because I know what it feels like, but I also know that you're going to be okay and you're going to get through it too. So thank y'all for being patient with me as I navigate through all of this and I will continue navigating life and through life with each of you and sharing my experiences and my lessons and my failures and my wins so that we can walk through this hard thing called life together. But I'll see you guys on my next episode and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye my friends. I just want to say thank you so much for listening this week and for hanging out with me. I hope that you took away some golden nuggets that you can apply to your daily life and you're finding the growth that you've been looking for. I know what it's like to be a woman in a world filled with doubt. And I hope that you're finding those things here that can actually help you live out the more that you're called to. If you head on over to my Instagram at Savache, I'm a lot more fun over there. And I know I told you that I'd be your personal hype girl. So you're going to find more hype over there. Click the link in my bio. There's actually a link called Ask Shay, and that is a space for you to submit any questions that you have for me. And then each week, I'm actually going to select one of those questions and I'm going to answer it on my podcast live for you. And who knows, maybe your question's going to be the lucky one that week. But before you go, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our girl talk. Next time, bring your coffee, maybe even your PJs, anything that you need to be extra comfortable because we have a lot to cover here. This is the Shay Speaks podcast, and I cannot wait to continue this conversation here next week.